0: Welcome. Raise your intergame today. I'm David Levin. This is our Friday episode. So, we're talking all things intergame. Tuesdays are for sports and sports parenting. Fridays are for everyone. So, this is that week between Christmas and New Year's. Always sort of an odd time in between. Not much going on, maybe sort of boring. <laughs> Not sure what to do. And also, still kind of fun if you can let yourself relax a bit. Uh, but that's something I need to work on. Also, of course, time for New Year's resolutions. Sort of a tradition there, mixed tradition, we should say. I'll talk more about that later. So we'll start with ups and downs. What things were lifting me up this past week? What things were pulling me down, making life harder? In the ups column for me, there's one night this past week where we just had a house full of teenagers. Frances had a sleepover going, so she had two of her friends over. Uh, okay, they're they're in between tweens, but practically 13, 14 kind of counts. Peter had uh, a group, gosh, I wanna say six or eight of his high school friends over, mostly seniors. The house was just kind of noisy. The uh, elder teens were in the basement in our uh, TV room. Younger kids were up in Francis' room prepping for the sleepover. And there's something about it, I just loved it. I just, I don't like noise in general. Uh, and I can't say I like the noise aspect of it, but I just love the life of it um, you know they're obviously having fun you hear the laughter you hear them goofing around and uh, I love that kind of phase of our life I love thinking about them coming into their own I, I just love it so that was a nice little lift another one is sort of related to that Peter's friends were over they were having a gift exchange and um, they did this thing it just it was so beautiful it kind of cracked me up and i mean choked me up and it might even get me now as I talk about it but Rather than every one of them trying to buy things for all the friends individually, they pooled their money and bought each one of their kids something they really, really wanted. And Peter, uh, he's, he's into fashion and clothes lately, and there was this pair of shoes that he was really looking for. Um, a, they're green slip-on, kind of a style with the tassel loafer, sort of a military green almost. Um, but also, they were uh, Doc Martens, so they got that heavy sole. Probably not looking good on me, they look good on him. But his friends got together and bought him a pair of those. See, it broke me up. And it was just such a beautiful thing to me, the, 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 the genuine love they have for each other. This group of six or eight high school kids, I did not have that. I had friends, but I wasn't like that. I was telling him, I, don't, I literally don't know if I ever bought a gift for a school friend. I don't remember doing it, I, I might have, but I just don't remember. It was just really lovely, it, it touched me, it really did. Another one, this was kind of fun and frightening at the same time. We had this crazy storm, A whole, you know, you probably read about it, a whole bunch of the North, Midwest, or Northeast too, although their, their storm came more uh, later than that. But there was this crazy kind of blizzardy day, and we were getting ready for a Christmas meal, and we were gonna have fondue with the, uh, some other family of ours here in town. And so some friends of ours had our fondue pot. We needed an extra fondue pot. And they were out of town, so we had to go over to their house and get into their house and borrow their fondue pot. And the blizzard conditions were really kind of remarkable. I mean, uh, the cold, I mean, it was it was, I don't remember exactly the cold. With the wind, it was like 35 degrees below zero. And you know, we're all bundled up, got snow pants, got the layers on, got everything. But it really struck me that, a couple things struck me. One, there was this funny moment. We were on their front porch, trying to figure out how to get in. Um, they had a keypad somewhere, a lockbox, and we couldn't find it, and uh, we couldn't get it to work. But while I'm trying to mess with the keypad, Margaret, she had this gift bag, and there was kind of this little mini tornado, just like around us. A tornado probably too big a word, but. Um, some sort of rotational wind uh, <laughs> event. And so it, it knocked his bag out of her hand, and then the things in the bag get thrown out of the bag, and she's trying to chase it, and this whole thing's probably a 10 or 12 foot circle. She's trying to chase the bag around, but the wind keeps grabbing it and whipping it farther around the circle. She's spinning around and laughing and trying to get this bag. She finally did get it, but there's a couple moments there where I thought, oh. This is just going to go away. <laughs> the wind's going to take these things away and we're never going to find them again. It's crazy. But the other part um, was that it was so cold. We were probably out exposed to the wind and cold for maybe two minutes. But even just that bit, two minutes, and we were totally bundled up and protected, um, started to kick in that fear like, oh, I got to get out of here now. This is, I'm hitting my limit. I've got to get to safety. It was just wild to experience that. So why was that an up? It just uh, oddly, well, the other part was funny, the bag blowing around. But there was something enlivening about it. Now, had it gone five or 10 more minutes, it probably wouldn't have been, and I'd be telling you a story about how it uh, you know—it frightened the life out of me. But uh, uh, it, just, it was just a very alive experience. That was kind of an up. All right, so those are my ups. Uh, my down this week, I think I might only have one to talk about. But it had to do, I've talked about this before, we have an electric car, a Tesla, and we're out in the middle of nowhere, uh, our little town, and the nearest Tesla service center is two hours away. And uh, the the heater went out in our car, bad time of year for that. (laughs) One of the main reasons we got the car was for Margaret's commute. She works about 45 minutes away from here on two lane roads, and it's uh, the best imaginable car for that. uh, but she couldn't use it because it was just it was freezing in there, right? So anyway, finally I had to get I got an appointment day after Christmas, and I had to drive to Madison two hours to get the car fixed, uh, and that was cold, man. I mean, it's got some seat warmers which worked and a steering wheel heater which made it manageable, but sitting there for two hours in sub freezing weather got really really cold. My toes were completely numb when I got there. Um, but we get there, and I say we, me, I get there. And, uh, you know, it was a particular t- appointment, ten 15, I had left here like 8 o'clock to make it. And uh, it took him two hours to even get to the car. So I'm thinking, you know, if you knew you were going to run late, maybe you could have told me and I wouldn't have had to leave as early as I did. Just sitting there waiting. I mean, I brought some work to do, but doing nothing. Um, and then two more hours later, see, that was ten twelve maybe yeah. about two hours later, they decided they weren't gonna really get it fixed that day. Things were going slow. So I had to drive back home another two hours, knowing I'd have to go back again to get the car a couple days later. The point is not to have me be whiny and complain about our terrible life, um, because it's obviously not that bad. But the, the thing that made me think to mention it was, there are some things, some situations, some tasks that need to be done that are just never gonna be great, right? They're just not gonna be enjoyable. They're just gonna be hard, no matter what. There's no way this was gonna be, feel like a great use of my time, to drive four hours round trip and have them sit around for four hours and then have to go back again the next day to get it. Um, And that's just the way it is sometimes. So that was it. It was, you know, it was, it took a lot of time. Uh, The drives went well enough, but it's taxing four hour drive in a day. That's, you know, that takes it out of you. So, anyway, it was a down, but an unavoidable down. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. All right. So, those are my ups and downs. Next up, Raise Your Inner Game Weather Report. All right. Raise Your Inner Game Weather. How's your inner game gravity today? And what does the coming week look like? So, today, yeah, not bad. I mean, uh, I got some sleep, felt fairly rested. Um, it's shockingly freakishly warm today, like 45. You know how much I hate the cold, so uh, that's nice. <laughs> um, in that sort of in-between week, yeah, pretty good. No, no complaints today. Uh, coming up, got a big party coming up this weekend, so uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, is my birthday and Margaret's brother Joe's birthday. They live here in town. And our next door neighbor, Marv's birthday. Uh, Joe and Marv, Marv, Joe's on New Year's Day. Marv and I are on New Year's Eve. So we're having this big party here. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, I do, I have to say this having my birthday on New Year's Eve, I always feel bad for my family because it's a lot. Just getting through Christmas is a lot. And every year it's the same. It's like, the kids will say, "Oh my God, I forgot it's your birthday." Um, oh, we got a little ding there. Um, I forgot it's your birthday, and they've got to go through a whole another round of thinking about gifts and all that. And I feel bad for them, but you know, it's my birthday, and I do like a little bit of celebration for it. So <laughs> that's sort of a mixed one there. Um, and preparation, you know, it's a big enough party. There'll be, I mean, Margaret will make the point that it's not on me to get ready because it's my party, part of my party, but. Of course, there's always stuff to do, and you'll feel like you want to help out. Um, warm weather break I mentioned feels great. Francis and I are maybe going skiing uh, tonight. There's a little place in La Crosse, 45 minutes away. Uh, Thursday's discount night. We may go skiing tonight, which, which should be fun. She really wants to go. I don't want to go so bad, but I'll go because she wants to. Hopefully, that'll be a fun thing. But it's supposed to be raining today, so... Skiing in the rain, maybe not the best. We'll see how it goes. Um, One thing I am looking forward to, not so much for the thing itself, but for what it uh, represents and and the outcome. Something I've done, I started doing, I'll say we, but it was really my idea. Uh, Every year during this time, ideally, a lot of times it ends up being late, during this week, between Christmas and New Year's, the family sits down, all four of us, we sit down on the couch, we turn on the video camera, we start talking, and we just kind of recap what happened for the year before. It's sort of interesting too, but it's been 18 years now. Ever since the year, we started when Peter was born. Okay, 17. Anyway, a lot. <laughs> and it's just so fantastic to look back and see them. For, you know, Him for the first three years by himself, and then Francis, brand new baby. and. Just seeing them grown up, oh my gosh, what a beautiful thing to have that is. Um, And also, sort of a funny coincidence, we've had the same green couch for that whole time. So even though we moved from Minneapolis to Viroqua, uh, the videos were still on that same couch. That's kind of funny, and it's still in fine shape. That's kind of crazy. But I gotta say, it's one of the best things I've done as far as that kind of family memorabilia thing. 18 years, 17 or 18, every single year, what an incredible document. You know, you got pictures, but the video of people as they get older and you just feel their space, their their, their presence in the space and time and their voice, your voice change. And, you know, I mean, it's just, oh, my goodness, what a wonderful thing. So, again, it's a bit of a hassle to get it done, to get everybody together. <laughs> um, it's not that fun to necessarily do it, but it's so great to have it. And I'm looking forward to having that done. And then uh, ultimately, uh, I can find enjoyment in this in-between, but I'm really looking forward to getting into the new year and fully getting back to work. So that's my weather report, my forecast. How about you? How are you feeling today? What do you expect in the coming week and the coming year? Think about that, and we'll move to our top stories. Alright, top stories. The big one on my mind this week is this crazy story. Santos George maybe, George Santos, the Republican congressman from New York area. That whole I'm sure you've heard about it. He made up his entire background. And and the thing that's really infuriating or part of it is that he totally made it up. I mean it's a complete bullshit lies from start to finish and what he calls it is yeah I embellished my my resume that's not an embellishment an embellishment is I got four point versus three point you know GPA (laughs) but not I went to this sort of a fancy school and and but I actually didn't go at all I never graduated college Um, I went I worked at oh I can't think what the big banks are the you know the big big Wall Street firms I worked at these no actually I didn't Um, I I have Jewish heritage. This was the funniest one. Again, you probably heard this, but it just struck me. Peter and I actually laughed out loud talking about this. No, I never said I was Jewish. I said I was Jew-ish, like Jew hyphen ish. That's a Woody Allen joke in there somewhere. I mean, that's just, it's just too much. I own 13 properties. Nope, don't own any properties. Uh, I lost four employees in a, a, a mass shooting at a nightclub. Mm, actually, no, I didn't. Um, over and over, things that made him sound impressive, he won the election, complete fabrication. How is that even possible? I, I Really? <laughs> and then on top of that, because the GOP has a narrow Majority, right? And Kevin McCarthy wants to be Speaker, they're not going to do anything about it. And what it really points out to me, I don't know how you can debate this, see it any other way, they don't actually have a moral foundation. They have a moral philosophy about government, about responsibility, about public service. There's nothing there. It's purely about power. They stand for nothing. Democrats would kick that guy out, even if it hurt him. Franken, Al Franken, was kicked out, made to resign for basically nothing, really. GOP, who holds themselves up as this moral, you know, this is kind of their patina, we used to, we're the moral majority, that's what they used to say, uh, is, is the opposite of that. They care about things like that only if it serves them, if it keeps them in power, crazy. The level of hypocrisy just kills me. So we use our Tolstoy rating, right? Uh, The ultimate purpose in life is to serve humanity. How well does this serve humanity? Boy, at both levels. Uh, I want to say maybe a two, but it might be worse than that, maybe a 1.5. It hurts us all in many ways. It hurts our belief in institutions, which is so critical. It hurts the idea that honesty even matters, right? It contributes to the breakdown in society. He is a congressman, one of the highest elected officials in our country. How can it not matter that he is a total lying fraud? How is it possible that that doesn't matter, that it's allowed to continue? Have you no decency, sir? And there was that one, Tulsi Gabbard, I think, was interviewing him on Fox. She actually, maybe she said, have you no shame? but it's the same idea. Have you no shame? Have you no decency? Do you not stand for anything besides power? So on the one hand, this is one small, sad, broken person, but it also feels like a much bigger deal to me. We have to get back to where honesty and integrity matter. We can't let people without it be in positions of power and authority and respect. We just can't. So I guess that means we have to stand up and say, no, this is not okay. This is not acceptable. I'm not sure exactly how we do that. I mean, we have to operate within the laws, of course. Um, And this is a a strange case. But that's probably the only way to get back, get things back on track, is just not stand for it. I have to think about what I can do about that besides rant on my podcast. Anyway, that is our top stories. Next up, our quote of the week. All right, our quote of the week. This week we'll hear from the Buddha. A little pretentious maybe, to quote the Buddha, but I really like this one. So the quote is, do not dwell in the past, do not dream of the future, concentrate the mind on the present moment. Do not dwell in the past, do not dream of the future, concentrate the mind on the present moment. So this is a thought you've probably heard before in one form or another, maybe even many times. And it is, of course, right on the money. It's perfect, important, powerful advice. The problem is many, many people misunderstand it, I think. And you hear this all the time when people push back on mindfulness, for example. I even did it myself at times way back when I started uh, meditating. It's just easy to get confused by it. And by the way, uh, once you've clicked into what mindfulness actually is, This makes total sense. It's not a poorly constructed sentence. It's just that until you click into that, it's easy to miss the real point. So the misunderstanding sounds like this. How can I have goals or make any plans for improvement if I can't dream of the future? How is that even in the spirit of personal development? And how can I appreciate and learn from the past if I can't think about it? This whole idea of being totally focused on the present moment, paying no mind to the past or the future, just seems out of touch with being a responsible, mature, hardworking adult. That's the kind of objection people have, and it makes total sense. The problem is it's based on misreading what the quote is really saying. He's not saying don't make plans or have dreams. He's not saying don't think about the past. What he's talking about really is just managing our attention and how to be happy and be our better self. This is 100% a comment about our typical mental state, the nature of our awareness and attention and how it affects us and what to do about it. If you take a close look at your own thoughts from one moment to the next, you'll see that the vast majority of the time our thoughts are in one of those two places. He talks about where we're either revisiting the past ruminating about that or worrying about the future in one way or another that's just an observed fact and if we want to be happier and more effective we need to break that cycle and learn to be fully present instead and nowhere is this more clear than in sports which is why we're working in that area the key to peak performance as an athlete is to get out of your head and be fully focused and present in the moment so your training can come out that's it and that's all this is saying of course we should have goals and dreams for the future of course we should learn from the past but we should also do those things intentionally if it's time to do some planning sit down and do that by all means but if you have something else going on that needs your attention right now like for example you're making a free throw (laughs) now is not the time to be thinking about those things That's what Buddha is saying. Don't let your mind's natural appetite for being in the past or the future keep you from being present in the moment. In that context, it's perfect and powerful advice. The last thing to say about this, and this is important, is um, even when you get this and accept that it's the better way to go, it won't happen by itself. This skill, of being able to direct your attention. It's called cognitive control. It needs to be worked on, like any other skill. The good news is, it's relatively easy to do if you have a good system for working on it, but it's not gonna happen by itself. And by the way, little plug, Raise Your Inner Game is the world's first and still only practical system for developing cognitive control. So get the book if you haven't. If you have a teenage athlete, get them the Sports Academy Training. So that's this week's quote. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Think about that. See if it doesn't open up some things for you. And we will move on to Raise Your Outer Game. All right, Raise Your Outer Game, where we talk about things we care about in our outer life, our health, our relationship, our finances. And this week we are talking parenting relationships with our kids. I was at a local uh, co-op the other day, our local store here in town, getting some groceries, and I was just inside uh, the front door. I saw a couple of moms there I know from our school here. They were talking uh, with each other, somewhat animated. Uh, I said, hey, and one of them uh, turns to me and says, you work with Kim John Payne, right? Kim is a top parenting author, if you don't know. I said, yes. She said, we need some help to not lose our minds with our kids. We need a group or something. (laughs) And there were just a bunch of thoughts that came up for me from that. One was, uh, first, Kim's latest book is perfect for that. It's called, uh, and this is a great book title. Come on, Being at Your Best When Your Kids Are at Their Worst. You know exactly what you're getting with that book, right? It's emotional self-regulation for parents. And of course, uh, the Raise Your Inner Game material is all about emotional self-regulation, whether for parenting or any other area of your life, but Kim's approach to it specifically for parents is just lovely and super helpful. So I told them about the book and his training course, and if you feel like you need help not losing your mind with your kids, I happily recommend that. I'll put a link in the show notes. Another thing that was interesting to me was that at least one of those moms Uh, is very familiar with Kim's work already. She actually coordinated our school doing a whole program with him, a school-wide social inclusion program. So she knows all about him, I assumed, but she didn't know about this book. As a marketer, that's interesting and important to remember. We assume everyone on our list knows everything we do, but they don't. We have to tell them and they have to hear it when they're listening for that kind of message. It's so easy to want to pull back and not talk about what you do all the time because you don't want to push, you don't want to bother people. But think about these two moms. They were genuinely struggling with this issue and wishing they had some help available for it. They knew about Kim, right? They like him. They trust him. They were asking me about whether he could help, and we have perfect material to help them. But they didn't know about it. Anyway, just marketing stuff. I guess maybe not... Uh, interesting for everyone, but it really struck me, how did they not know about that already? And the answer is because we didn't do our job. Bottom line, we didn't tell them in a way that was available to them when they needed it. By being what we thought of as cautious and respectful, we actually underserved them. At least that's uh, how I'm thinking about it. And this actually applies uh, in a lot of ways. We assume people know things that they don't. We assume they know how we feel about them. We assume they know how we feel about other things. We assume we know what they're thinking and feeling about us and about other things. But probably way more often than not, we really don't. And that misunderstanding can cause a lot of problems and missed opportunities. So just as a general rule, it's probably a good idea tell them, to ask them to communicate more, more completely and authentically. So that's our Outer Game discussion for this week, parenting, relationships. If you want some help with emotional self-regulation in general, check out Raise Your Inner Game. If you're specifically struggling with self-regulation as a parent, check out Being at Your Best. And to improve all your relationships, work on communicating more and better. Easier said than done, of course. (laughs) but well worth the effort. All right, next up, Inner Game Gold. All right, Inner Game Gold. These are the ideas and concepts I come back to over and over to help me stay on track. This week, I want to change things up a bit. This is not one of the ideas I come back to over and over, though I'm thinking I might add it to my list. It's one that someone else does. I heard this story, about the football player, Marshawn Lynch. His nickname is The Beast, which tells you something. He's just super respected in the sports, great athlete, Hall of Fame player for sure. So he tells this story about something he does to keep him focused and on track and be the kind of person he wants to be. And it was just so perfect, that I wanted to share it with you, talk about it this week. So apparently he stands in front of the mirror I actually heard he does this with no clothes on. I don't know if that's for real or just a metaphor. (laughs) Doesn't seem like an essential part of the exercise. But anyway, he looks himself in the mirror every day and says, what kind of man do you want to be? And he is reportedly exactly the kind of man you'd hope. Serious, focused, dedicated, responsible, professional, a leader on the team. So great. And of course, it's nothing to do with being a man. It's whatever you are man, woman, teenager, friend, person, mom, dad, whatever role you feel is essential to you, that question is powerful. It's right in the spirit of memento mori, at least what it does for me. It's essentially exactly the effect that has on me. Is the person I'm being right now the kind of person I'd want to be remembered for? I don't know if you remember this, but I talked about this some episodes back. In other words, what kind of person do I want to be? So anyway, that's it. I might think about adding that to my list. I know it'll be helpful. What kind of person do I want to be? Ask myself that every day. It's great. Inner game, gold. All right, next up, our charging station challenge of the week. Last week, we had you keep some attention on your food and activity as a way to not overdo it with your Christmas feast and feel better about the holidays. I hope that was helpful, I hope it made a difference. I did okay with it, could have been a little better, could have been worse also, but it was helpful to have that intention. For this week, I want you to practice the Marshawn Lynch technique. Once a day, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what kind of person do I wanna be today? Or whatever version of that you want, kind of parent, husband, partner, whatever it is. Make a note, remind yourself, ask yourself this question, see what kind of effect it has. The interesting thing is that if you're anything like me, first, it immediately opens up a space between where you are and where you want to be. It happens to me every time. You see in the moment that your natural impulses are to not quite be the kind of person you'd most be proud of. That's very interesting and powerful. And then, of course, seeing that helps you lift yourself up to that better place. Anyway, try this one out this week. See if that isn't a lovely boost to your mental game. As always, I'll post a challenge in the community if you want to do it along with others. If you're not in the community yet, click the link in the notes. It's free. Just register, and you can go straight into the challenge. And that's it for this week's Charging Station Challenge. Next up, highly recommended. All right, highly recommended. This is things I'm crazy about right now: books, shows, gadgets, things I love, and recommend. So first up, a book I'm reading right now, and I just could not love this more. It's called "Now Is Not the Time to Panic." Author is Kevin Wilson, and of course I'll link to all these in the show notes. This book it's a little hard to describe. It's uh, it's a young woman. It starts out she's you know 16. Well, she's narrating as an older uh, woman, you know, thirties, maybe forty. But it's 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 sort of a coming of age thing. There's part of that. It's uh, sort of early teenage romance impulses. There's part of that. There's there's it's a it's, uh, oh, I don't want to give it away. It's sort of, there's sort of a crime involved. <laughs> sort of it's kind of not um it's the the but the thing I love about it is Two things, really, the writing is just beautiful, and it's not beautiful like in an elegant sort of way. It's beautiful in the the um the emotional reality. he does such a great job of getting inside this woman's thoughts and mind and the other people in the story just the 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 emotional realism of it it just it's just so beautifully done, and the story is constantly surprising. I never know where it's going um it's just a great book, so highly recommended. I don't know if I was able to describe it enough away to get you interested, but I just um, my wife Margaret has a, a book group a monthly, I think monthly, woman's book group, and I just told her this is the book you've got to read. There's going to be so much for you guys to talk about. There's the mother-daughter thing. I mentioned the relationship thing. All of it's just beautifully done. Crazy great. So that's that. Now it's not the time to panic. Kevin Wilson. Second thing is my uh, Christmas slash birthday present. I got an electric scooter for Christmas and birthday. It's uh, from Razor Scooters. You know, those are the classic, original scooters, basically. Not the original, but you know, the the modern wave of scooterdom with uh, like the rollerblade wheels, the aluminum platform, and the handle coming up. Same company, but they're doing some electric uh, items now, so it's not an e-bike. There's no pedals. It's just a straight-up scooter. It kind of looks like like an old-school mini bike, got the kind of look to it i'm super excited about it the only bummer is that it's middle of winter (laughs) and either it's freezing or right now the streets are so sloppy but i am super excited to have this for just popping over to the store basically quick little errands in town where i would normally take the car i could take a bike if i was that good but i tend not to so um this scooter is going to be perfect just leave it plugged in jump on go come back Super excited about that, I'll put a link to that. The third one I wanted to mention is, I don't know if i mentioned this before, but I got off Twitter a while ago, um, m- many reasons, and I've been using an alternate service called Post. I believe it's post.news. And it's basically a, you know, a straight up alternate, but it doesn't have all the uh, negativity. And they're, they're much better about policing uh, trolling and making sure people really who they are it's still super early on um, the only real problem with it if there is one whether well, it's a little buggy too I mean the whole app I mean the whole platform is literally less than two months old so they're scrambling to get the coding done and get it to actually even work properly and get the features in um, but the problem as far as just uh, the service itself you know the, the function of it is uh, there's not enough people on there yet And so most of the people, not all, quite a few have moved over. Most of the people I followed on Twitter are not over there yet. So I just kind of missed that. Anyway, still recommend it. If you uh, were a Twitter user and you're looking for an alternate, definitely I would say post is the way to go. Uh, Mastodon's too complicated. And uh, check it out. All right. That is highly recommended. And that's it for today's episode. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and into the new year. Of course, New Year's resolutions are huge here at Raise Your Inner Game World Headquarters. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have plenty to say over the next few weeks about that. Also, I have some great expert co-hosts coming on the show in January to talk about more outer game subjects. Uh, I assume that'll bring up some other uh, resolution-related discussions. So, exciting things to come, but that is this episode. If you like what you heard, please do tell your friends and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find the show and get a helpful mental game boost. Uh, If you like video, if you prefer video, we post all our episodes on our YouTube channel as well, which you already know if you're watching over there. But there's a link to that in the show notes if you're listening to the audio pod. For more mental game goodness, uh, as always, please join our free community the Raise Your Inner Game Charging Station. Click the link here or go to raiseyourinnergame.com slash community. It's totally free, you'll love that. It's a place to do the challenge uh, with others, like I mentioned earlier. If you'd like to support the show so we can keep things ad-free, please click the Buy Me A Coffee link below, and thank you so much for that. And if you have teenagers in sports, check out our Mental Game Starter Kit. It's a great set of resources to get you started on the path to helping your child boost their mental game. Just go to www.raisingundergame.com, scroll to the bottom. You can learn about the resources and register there. It's all free, of course. Very helpful stuff there. And then finally, we'll close with Leo Tolstoy. Again, the ultimate purpose in life is to serve humanity. That's what we're doing. It's super important. Keep up the good work.